Welcome to the Genius of Liberty, stories that celebrate the crucial yet forgotten role Ohio played in the fight for women's right to vote. I'm Hillary Copsey, your host. This series is named after the Genius of Liberty, one of the first U.S. periodicals published by a woman. Elizabeth A. Aldrich covered national women's rights conventions and advocated equal access to education, equal pay for equal work, and voting rights for women. She also had ties to the Mercantile Library. Catherine Durek writes and voices Genius of Liberty stories, and Chris Messick records and produces the series. Today's story is Equal Justice Under Law, how building the United States Supreme Court erased women's history. In July 1921, the National Woman's Party announced that it would be moving its headquarters to the old brick capital, the historic building that had housed Congress for four years after the British burned Washington, D.C. in 1812. Nothing could have expressed more clearly the suffragists' belief that having secured the right to vote, they had arrived politically, and that they fully intended to push the limits of their newly gained power. The new headquarters, with offices directly overlooking the Capitol building would be a watchtower dedicated to keeping a close eye on the doings of Congress. Today marks a great milestone in the women's movement, the party's new president, Mrs. O.H.P. Belmont, stated optimistically. With the final acquiring of a great national headquarters, our plans will move forward with leaps and bounds. Ours is the only political building in the world for the interests of women, owned by women, and managed by women. It will be a woman's capital facing the nation's capital. Mrs. John Gordon Battelle of Columbus, Ohio, led the committee responsible for planning the celebration in May 1922 that would mark the official transfer of the property to the Woman's Party. Her first coup was securing the participation of another prominent Ohioan, President Warren G. Harding. Mrs. Battelle's statement to the press detailed plans for a grand event that would be internationally and symbolically important. The same amplifier used at President Harding's inauguration would make it possible for large crowds on the Capitol grounds to hear the speeches and the music of the Marine Band, and naval radio would transmit a signal nationwide so women's party members across the country could listen in via telephone receivers. The Washington Post remarked that if Susan B. Anthony is looking down on Washington these days, she is undoubtedly thinking that times have changed. The National Woman's Party is planning a big celebration to dedicate its new headquarters, and official Washington is genially cooperating. One day before the big event, official Washington gave the first sign it was withdrawing its cooperation when the Navy abruptly canceled permission to use its radio facilities. One hour before the ceremonies were to begin, a letter arrived from President Harding sending his regrets. He would not attend. And four years later, nearly to the day, the government enacted a massive spending bill dooming the woman's capital to be taken by eminent domain. Fulfilling the ambition of Chief Justice William Howard Taft of Ohio, a new headquarters for the United States Supreme Court would, within five years, stand on that very spot. Within the walls of these buildings, we shall handle questions long neglected by those in power, and from the neglect of which humanity is greatly suffering, the Woman's Party had proclaimed at their dedication in 1922. 
A decade later, at ceremonies attended by a new president and William Howard Taft's widow, the same site was declared a memorial to bloodless battles, yet battles on whose issues hung our liberties, the integrity of our federal union, its harmony and balance, and our social and economic destiny. Carved on the west pediment of the building would be the words, equal justice under law. Thank you for listening to The Genius of Liberty. You can subscribe to The Genius of Liberty through Apple Podcasts and find all of our episodes at soundcloud.com slash thegeniusofliberty. Our theme music is Battle Hymn of the Republic Medley by Marissa Anderson, originally recorded live on WFMU and used with permission. Genius of Liberty stories come to you from Cincinnati's Mercantile Library. You belong here. Thank you.